When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Off the Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews for the best cat equipment, parts and service, Hastings Steering, your advantage. Well, I'm going to make a complaint straight off the top. Uh, uh, good good evening, good afternoon, whatever it is. Scotty Sattler, hello. Well, yeah, obviously you... You. My complaint's about you're you. You're patronising me straight off the top, then no, you're going to complain about me, I'm no, thinking. No, this is... Every day I tell that we work together, I go, Sats, can you stop typing while the microphones are... This is Sats going... <laughs> it's like, mate, <laughs> with one finger, you're smashing the keyboard. <laughs> Welcome to Off The Bench, um, and it's good to see you. It's been a week in rugby league where I've just got the worst headache, and we'll talk about it shortly, but I am over shoddy journalism, and... People talking the game down. I know you've had enough too, Sats, and I just, I'm over it. You know, what have we got now? Just under three weeks until the comp. Maybe three weeks. I, mate, it's going to happen. It'll yeah, happen. I, nah. I trust Peter Volandis, mate. Oh, so do I. I. I trust him, but we'll talk about it a little bit later on. I, I, I still think we're probably a week or two out from the May 28. Well, the only thing that may stop this now, and I saw um, that the Queensland government are saying, hang on a second, if you're going to let people play without a jab, then you've broken your own biosecurity rules mm. that you've presented to us. Yeah. So that could be the thing. I reckon you'll get the TV rights done. He, he reckons have those done in two weeks' time. We'll talk about all this later on. So hopefully, hopefully, even my wife said last night, oh, I'll be good when sport's back. I think because then I'm away from her. Yep. But it, it's, it'd, be just, <laughs> it'd be just nice, mate, just to, to have something back. So anyway... We're going to try and have a positive show today. Um, also, we've been talking over the last couple of months about, whilst we've been in isolation, about all the work that is getting done around the house or, or the fantasy of getting the whole house done up and doing this and doing that. I've never worked harder in the yard doing Yeah, the problem jobs. is you walk around and you find... That's the problem. You find these little improvements that normally you wouldn't bother about. No. Just be part of your imagination. but yeah. And then all of a sudden... You get in the car. Yeah, off yeah. to Bunnings. Yep. Yeah, I know. It's incredible. Well, at the moment, my wife's um, absolutely, there's a um, like a style app with Beaumont tiles. Mm-hmm. So now she's hooked on that and it tells you, and it puts up like your your wishboard or whatever they call those yeah. things at the end of it. So she's, she's loving that. Well, we've got good news. Our friends at Beaumont tiles have come on board and we're going to give away two bathroom makeovers at $10,000. Now... All they want you to do is head to iCanWin.com.au, upload a pic of your ugly bathroom. And if you're ugly and you take a photo in your ugly bathroom, that could improve your chances. Yeah, so, agree. Sats, you should, mm. you're trying to sell your, one of your houses, aren't you? Bathtub. It's all in the bathtub. You reckon? Yeah, in bathrooms. So a photo of you nude in your bathtub. <laughs> all <laughs> lathered in bubbles. <laughs> Just patting a cat. <laughs> That's, that's, that's what you, you should creepy. upload. upload the cat's pretty creepy. You're naked in the <laughs> bath, mate. Uh, upload a pic of your ugly bathroom that needs a makeover and tell Beaumont's what your style is. That's iconwin.com.au. 
Rightio, let's get into some rugby league news. Time on Off the Bench to look back on the news of the week. Oh, look, and by the way, if you do have a cat, I, I wouldn't suggest that you um, have it near the bath. Cats don't like water. Rightio, big news that came out Thursday in the NRL world was that uh, Mike Tyson wouldn't mind having a crack at Sonny, well, possibility that Sonny Bill or Gallon. I'm pretty sure that or, Mike Tyson no, he hasn't doesn't know this. who they no, are. I'm trying to sell the story a Okay, bit gotcha. Right, I've been yeah. talking to Max Marks. Yeah. So. <laughs> but um, Sonny Bill Williams, I see uh, overnight, has received an endorsement from his Super League club to say that he can fight Mike Tyson if it does go ahead, Sats. From all reports, his contract with the Toronto Wolfpack um, has got a clause in there that he can be released for any fights that does doesn't obviously affect his uh, his playing with the Toronto Wolfpack in the English Super League. So, I mean, if if this if this works out in his favour, which it won't be till twenty twenty one, if it did happen, where Tyson would come to Australia, well, he doesn't need to travel to Australia to fight Sonny Bill Williams. He's just got to go north to Canada. Yeah, but that's not going to happen because there's an Aussie promoter. Yeah, uh, and they want to promote it in Melbourne, Melbourne. of course, Marvel Stadium. Yeah, um, yeah, as you were saying earlier on. Paul Gallen, Sonny Bill Williams, or Barry Hall, or all three, one round each, exhibition. And uh, but Sonny Bill Williams, I think, I think from a, I don't. But Barry Hall wouldn't be too bad as well, you think? But from a, I uh, don't rate Barry Hall as a, a fighter. Oh, but from a, he fought Gallen, right? But from a promoter's point of view, from all around Australia, if you're going to, I mean, it taste, Tyson's going to be the ticket anyway. It doesn't matter who he. It's like when he fought as a professional, like the great career that he had. It didn't matter who he fought. Yeah. What bums he fought, yep. it was him selling the ticket. That's what people yep. went to watch. They went can, to watch the carnage. Can I just uh, go back on that comment? I do rate Barry Hall as a, as a fighter, but nowhere near the league of Mike Tyson. Would Sonny Bill, it's more likely no. going to be Sonny Bill, any chance against a 50, and Tyson will be 54, against a 54-year-old Mike Tyson? No, because... A 64-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> You're dealing with a boxer that has had it ingrained into his DNA from the age of 13 that he needs to catch and kill anyone that he's in front of. Now, we know this is going to be an exhibition fight, but it will not end up being an exhibition fight. If he fought Paul Gallen, it's not an exhibition fight. You're looking for Tyson to hold on to the the aura that he's got. Uh, Even though he's in a different space, emotionally and spiritually, whatever it may be, it's, it's like... It's like having a, a dog that's been blooded. You put the mouth guard and he yeah, walks through those ropes. Yeah. You've got a completely different beast. Imagine Tyson would probably walk into that ring with that intention of it being an exhibition mm. fight and just take it a bit easy. But imagine if Gallon or Sonny Bill or Barry Hall lay one on him. There is a switch that just turns and Tyson forgets. It's an exhibition match. Run for the hills. Do you know, Run for the hills. Costa Zoo was meant to have a just a, a light spa sort of exhibition once with a with a, a very good Australian boxer who went over and fought for a world, world title in um, in America, and uh, Tyson and they both he and Costa Zoo were just having this light hearted spa, and this other Australian boxer hit Costa Zoo straight on the chin, Ooh. and Costa Zoo's knees dropped about two inches, would have knocked out any other fighter. They went back to their they went back to their corners. The other trainer said, that's it, we're done. And Costa said to Johnny Lewis, I want one more round. And he basically broke every rib in his body. In that, in that, that, And so that's what you're dealing with. You're dealing yeah. with a guy that's their boxing is just part of their DNA yeah. like Tyson is. It's, a switch. it's like having a passing. It's like if you asked 
Mike Tyson to go up against Barry Hall, and Barry Hall's 53, yeah. and Mike Tyson's 42, 43, whatever he is, and you say, right, we're going to have a drop punt competition kicking the ball. Yeah. Barry Hall is going to kick his ass every day of the week yeah, because yeah. it's been ingrained into his body. So do you know what But I, then Mike Tyson would beat the crap out of him afterwards. Uh, you yeah. know, it sounds it sounds really good that possibly three of our three of our sports sportsmen uh, in AFL and rugby league, rugby union could possibly go up yeah. against him. I think it would be really dangerous, even though it's an exhibition bout. All right. I'm thinking again Rocky three, poorly coming into the ring and hitting Thunderlips uh, across the back with a chair. I reckon that's probably the only way they might beat Mike Tyson together. Sam Burgess says, South aren't tied down to keeping Latrell Mitchell at fullback if he continues to struggle. If the demand is too much, then let's play him in the centres. I want to see him be happy. I agree with Sam Burgess. What do you think, Sats? Well, I mean, that's, that's like at any club, isn't it, Sam? Like, you, Yeah, but I no think... Pl- no player is, is tied down to any position, and their position in first grade is not always... Yeah, what are you putting your finger up for? Because yeah. I want to ask this question. Do you think that that position in that South team with the personnel that they have, like Alex Johnson, to me as a South fan, mm. is our fullback? Do you think Luttrell should be the fullback or should he make way for Johnson? And I'm not being negative about this. I'd actually be happy to see Luttrell in the centres. No, I, I wanted to see Luttrell. Well, you got to remember Luttrell wanted to go to another club because he wanted his hands on the ball more, fullback or 5'8". And so... I want to see Latrell work at fullback. I want to see him follow the path, his own path, but the same sort of path that Greg Inglis played as well. He won a grand final at Clive Churchill medal. Is he at as six. good as Inglis though? No, he's not as good as Inglis because Inglis is Inglis is a, a be- freak. Mate. Well, he's a better all round athlete. Yeah, worked hard as well. When he yeah. needed to work hard, he worked hard. Yeah. you know he'd lope around and everyone thought he had this really relaxed atmosphere. But when he had to work hard, he knuckled down, and you could see that. In the times in in GI's body, you could tell when he was fit and when he was focused. The year they won the comp, he was streamlined. Yeah, he was like a Ferrari. Whereas Latrell started the season late into preseason training because he didn't know where he was going to play. Mm. Then he played the first two rounds. He was underdone. Now they've they've gone on six to seven weeks break. Now they won't be back until May twenty eight at the earliest. And he, if he wasn't able to get himself ready for round one. He is going to be even further behind the eight ball by the time the season kicks off in May 28. So to answer your question, no, I don't think he should start the season at fullback. Right. But I think you start to move him back there by about round sort of 15, round 16, when he has got match fitness. He has so got start his him timing, in the centres. Start him in the centres. Yeah, centers. right. Because you know what? I want to see him work at fullback. As a bunny supporter, and that's probably a really good – but Wayne won't do it. Wayne's got his mindset and telling people, I've been doing this for 800 years. He doesn't so want to so. give the opportunity for people to say, you were wrong. You were wrong. Mm. And uh, but my thing, though, take away Latrell Mitchell here. I think South are really missing the opp- opportunity of having Alex Johnson, who I think is, at the moment – the form fullback for the club. And by not having him there, I think we're missing something. Well, you saw in the first two rounds when he was injected into the game, Alex Incredible, Johnson, different team, wasn't it? First week, he was, it was a completely different side. Yeah. They looked like they were fresh, they were energetic, they were yeah. fast, they were, they were agile as well. So, yeah, I agree with you. I, I think that, 
Yeah, and this is just only me. Wayne Bennett's better than all the other coaches that have gone before him, including us sitting in this room as well. But yeah, I, I think I think you're doing Latrell a service as well by starting him in the centres. Yeah, I think just it's slowly, no pressure. Yeah, just drip feeding back into yeah, the position. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, club bosses have turned the screws on Rugby League Central after requesting that head office push their compensation com- commitment north of a hundred million dollars in a bid to stave off the horrific financial impact of COVID-19. Now, a select group of club bosses held talks with Andrew Abdo on Wednesday where the NRL chief executive told clubs that the ARL commission would guarantee their $1.1 million club grant for the remaining five months of the rugby league season. Mm. That's good news. Well, it is. Um, I suppose, again, we're in unique times, aren't we? So um, the NRL, I think think Peter Volandis and Andrew Abdo, Andrew Abdo, comes from the finance background. He's uh, corporate governance. And I think they both understand that this season is going to be a write-off. It's going to run an almighty loss. And sometimes you've got to you've got to dig that hole even deeper for yourself to start filling it back in, if that makes sense. So let's give all the resources. Let's give as much assistance to the clubs as possible to get yep. through this next period. Yep. Let's start rebuilding from November, December yep. 2020 into the 21 season. Let's hope that the broadcasting deal gets us, gets somewhere we'll close get to that in just a somewhere set, yeah. close to where we're expecting. Yeah. Do you but, think was it Abdo's call to get rid of the CFO during the week, who was on a ridiculous amount of money, eight hundred thousand dollars, which is about probably four hundred grand over what a top CFO gets? Do you think that was Abdo's call, or do you reckon that's Peter Volandis? Oh, it'd be both. It'd be both. But, I mean, Andrew Abdo would have known probably months in advance. He would have, in the back of his mind, would have been saying to himself, we've got a problem, but it's not my job to bring it to anyone's attention. What was Abdo's right former role at the uh, Well, he was he was the head of all commercial. Right. Commercial. Sales. Yeah, marketing, everything. Right, yeah. So, okay, uh, yeah, huge okay. role. Huge okay. role. So, the CFO is a huge role as well. The well, CFO, it's normally second in charge, right? Well, exactly. Hmm. Um, so, it... It does demand a very high pay packet. Oh, it, come on, mate! Eight hundred grand. Well, I'm not saying eight hundred grand is the right amount, but what I'm saying is, is it is worthy of a substantial salary because there's so much pressure yeah. that goes with it. You are yeah. holding onto so many baskets from yeah. so many departments. You are juggling department after department and trying to work with different egos that require different money for whatever programs they've got, and then, yeah, then you got teams underneath that that have to have to report about whether those those programs would be um, robust enough to be able to support as well. So, Mate, I'd do it for 700 <laughs> Save them 100 grand. Hey, mate, the NRL sent a stern warning for players to avoid visiting families this Mother's Day as part of the new biosecurity measures aimed at having the game return on May Well, we 28th. thought on Wednesday that was going to be – there was going to be an exemption for Sunday only. No. I'm glad. I'm glad that they've flipped this on its head and said, listen, you're under strict protocols. Uh uh, aside from what the Australian population is going through, you're on another level above them. And well, you're being treated differently. Well, you are. You, yeah. you are being treated differently in one sense, mm. and you've got the screws put on you in another sense as well. And we're doing this for the for the good of yourself, but also, but also your family, who some sit within that age bracket that yeah. are susceptible to infection. And. And the Warriors can't see their mums and their wives and that. So, you know, why should all the other clubs and not the and those guys as well? And I think it, it's it's fair for everyone then too. Well, there's been a, there's a couple of players that have had to um, had to move out of their homes yeah, because uh, the mother Ikevalu from the Roosters, his his partner works in the nursing industry, has to move out of their home, and uh, one of the other players also who's who lives with his mother 
has uh, has got to move out of home because she works in the aged care industry as well. And they're so, exposed. Yeah. Absolutely. Broadcast rights should be sorted in the next two weeks, according to Peter Volandis. Geez, they're cutting it fine. That'll be one week prior to, to, to kickoff. It's interesting. I want to take you back to February. Mm-hmm. And we were sitting in this studio saying, how good is that Channel 9 promo simply the best for rugby league? Here we are, three weeks away, less than three weeks away from the game coming back, nothing. Mm. Not a thing on TV. It's the first sport in Australia, professional sport, to come back. One of the first in the world. In fact, I think it is the first at that time, May 28. Nothing from Channel 9. Mm. I find that really interesting. I'd be, I'd be shouting that from the rooftops. Well, I think if Volandi says it's going to be done in the next two weeks, because there'll be a clause in there somewhere that protects all partners involved around our current situation, which would be classed as catastrophic. And it doesn't have to say pandemic. It could be revolved around earthquakes. It could be revolved around whatever that affects the financial future of any organisation or any country. Um, but in saying that, I feel as though Channel 9 will have a schedule ready to go. They would have something in draft format that they can flick the switch within a week. But don't you – that's fine. That's internal. The fans don't have access to that. No, they don't. Here we are, less than three weeks. What, everybody was using simply the best prior yep. to the season starting. We have a return date. Well, Gus Gould thinks – he believes that we're going to have a, a draw, this a draw by this weekend. Yeah, by the end of the weekend. Yeah. Now, I, I don't think they can do a full draw because we don't know whether there's going to be fans that's at, fine. at yeah, stadiums. So fine, yeah. they maybe release half a draw and then reassess that and they'll have a – Will that be the sock draw or <laughs> the bottom draw? Now, they'll have do you a, know in the third draw in the kitchens where you put all your crap? Is that the same for you? No. See, I never go to the third rule. Really? It's just got odds and ends in there, mate. This could be the third draw for the NRL. <laughs> That's right. We don't know what the season's <laughs> going to look like, so we're just going to keep that draw just in our in our favour. But um, with with the the draw and the broadcasting deal, I think they realise they're so close, and I think they would already have the machinations in place to to kickstart it, whether it's May twenty eight. Or whether it may be, a, maybe they may miss out on a week. It might be just a week too early. But I get all that. That's all of the official stuff that happens in behind closed doors. We are three weeks away yeah. from the first major sport, probably in the world, yep. coming back. Are you talking about because there's no ads or anything? No marketing. And I, I, I don't know, mate. To me, it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. But w- if I was. Well, see, nine, we're excited anyway. Yeah, but, but, would, it, but, but, would an no, ad but, make you even more excited? Absolutely. What about, okay, in fact, what, it'd make you feel great. Okay, what about seven or eight days out? Just say they – just let's fast forward a week and a half and we've got a draw, however that may look, and we've got – But not everyone reads the papers and watches the news every day, mate. Yeah, we they do listen to us. Not every, we tell them. Surprisingly, not everyone listens yeah. to us. <laughs> but in a week and a half, we just say we've got a broadcast deal yep. ready to go, whatever that may look like. Mm-hmm. I don't think we care what it looks like as a fan because we just want to get – do you really care what the schedule looks no, like? No, it's not about no, that. No, I know. I'm, just bear with me here for a sec. Yep. I don't even care what the schedule looks like or who's playing who. No, I just I don't want to care. see I don't footy. Care. No, okay. no, 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 I don't care. But what about the last six or seven days when they just smash and saturate every one of the yeah. platforms that they've got? Aren't you even more excited than that last week? I get it. I get it, but if I'm about to spend a hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. whatever whatever that figure ends up being, right? I want all the time possible in the world to promote what I'm about to show. Is it going to change doing no, it now? No, but you know what it does? It builds anticipation, 
uh, advertisers who may have walked away from the game all of a sudden go, oh, geez, I think we need to be back on that. That's a good point. You know, so, geez, I'm going to – it's about creating an environment where everyone gets excited about the game coming back. I'm not seeing that from Nine or Fox, and I don't know why. Well, we know why. There's no agreement. But if I was Nine or Fox, I'd be ringing Peter Volandis every day going, listen, we really need to sort this out today, not within the next two weeks, because I need to get bang for my buck. Something's not right. Something isn't right, Sats. You, you know what? You've convinced me, I think. So I, I think yeah. you've convinced me. It's because it is all about the dollar. And if you're right, if, if they're three weeks out and they need to try and get as much, recure as much money commercially as yeah. possible. If I'm Jerry Harvey or Holden, I'm seeing promos all over Nine and Fox. I'm going, geez, I need a piece of that action because I'm as excited as everyone else is. I don't know. Watch this space. And do you know what? It, it probably buries a lot of the negative. Yes. Weak journalism that yes. we're seeing around oh, the game at the God. moment. We'll get to that in just a sec. This is Off the Bench. You're listening to Off the Bench for the best cat equipment, parts and service, Hastings Steering. Your advantage. We're back. This is Off the Bench for the best cat equipment, parts and service, Hastings Steering. Your advantage. Hot Topic Time on Off The Bench. Get connected with Southern Phone. Amazing new mobile SIM deals are available now from Southern Phone. Yeah, thanks to Southern Phone. It is time for our Hot Topic uh, sats. And we're a little bit peeved about the treatment of Latrell Mitchell, aren't we? Well, we are. Only for, I mean, it's a case-by-case scenario with anyone in sport, isn't it? And I think what you're alluding to is the first aid back at training on Wednesday. The reports Wednesday night were that he struggled. He was puffed, as, and uh, and hands on knees. And yeah. well, guess what? So was ninety five percent of the yeah. the competition. First day back at training after six weeks off. But I think what and there's been a lot of players. A lot of players on social media have always so given their opinion. Jason, you would have seen it as well. Where a lot of players have come out and said, you know what? Don't put staff writers. Fox, Fox Sports were the ones that that. Um, that broadcast their story around Latrell Mitchell, how he struggled. And, and yeah, and on the Fox Sports website, it said staff writers. So I think that's what really annoyed a lot of people. And we talk about cheap journalism. If, if you're going to write something, someone's got to put, someone's got to attach their name to it. Who is willing to put your hand up and say, yeah, don't be a coward. Do you agree with this? If so, we, we need to put your name to it. And, um, but aside from that as well, and that's what I mean by case by case scenario, you know, we can't leave him alone if he deserves it, like any other rugby league player. So the from whole a discipline camping point thing, of view, absolutely. Yeah, he needs to still wear the scars from that. Yeah, because he put the competition in jeopardy from yep. a government point of view, and he wasn't alone. He wasn't Robinson Crusoe. There was Nathan yep. Cleary, who everyone thought was a choir boy, wouldn't wouldn't step out of line. Uh, Josh Adokar, who was one of the, I suppose the, he's a throwback to the to the years of rugby league when everyone played it just for the sheer fun and excitement of that that smile of Josh Adokar's which is so Mm. just it just captures everything that's about rugby league is this another man crush (laughs) yeah is it but then obviously you know he he drops his garden and with the uh, the social distancing rules but with, when it comes to Luttrell, because he is such a polarising figure, he came into the game as an 18-year-old and took the competition by storm and had all his natural raw talent. And we spoke about it during the week, you and I, and Badge, where you move through these stages of your career when stage one is about raw talent, where you just get away with everything because no one really knows who you are. And then you move into this the second stage where where it's about knowing your place in the team and feeling yeah. comfortable about your place in the team. Yeah. 
And then the stage three becomes when you're about 130, 150 games in, when you're you become a leader of the and you're identified as a leader and you you sort of seem to be a person that sort of motivates those other others around you just by your actions, your training, your work ethic, yeah. whatever it may be. But there's an argument that Latrell, I think more so than a lot of a lot of players, and this is probably why a lot of focus was on him on first day back, is because he came and we spoke about it a little bit earlier on, he came into the season underdone. So you'd like to think the last six weeks he would have liked to prove all his naysayers wrong mm. and come back as lean and as fit as humanly possible. And I'm not saying he wouldn't have struggled on Wednesday because he would have, he did, and he would have like a lot of other players. But there's probably an argument also that he should have come back fitter than how he started the season. There's a really good opportunity, a window of opportunity there for you and a lot of other players, mind you, mm. that you got six weeks to train, get really, really fit, and not have to worry about preparing for a game. So yep. you're not dealing with little niggling injuries that affect your training. So Can I add to that, though? Yep. That, that, that's between him and the club, though. That's between him and his conditioning trainer and also the head coach of South Sydney. It's not up to a staff writer from Fox Sports to pass judgment on that. That's between him and the club. It's none of our business. And you could have taken, as you said, photo of about two hundred and fifty NRL players on Wednesday. Okay, I'll, I'll, had hands I'll, on I'll throw this in, in, and you'll always give me your honest opinion. If that story was written and it said, "My name is Joe Bloggs from Fox Sports, and this is my story," and it says Latrell Mitchell's come back underdone, like he started the season, which is disappointing because the last six weeks gave him a really good opportunity. To get as lean and as fit as humanly possible. Yeah, yeah. Would have you looked at that story completely differently? No, because I okay. would have still said that's still not a story because they're picking on one player. Yep. And how do you know he hasn't been training for the last six? Yeah, good weeks? point. Yep. It's it's mate, it's grubby journalism. There is a pile of it out there right now. I blame Twitter for for a lot of it. <laughs> it's about being first or just creating sensational and getting and getting clicks. Yep. You gotta remember, mate, and I'm not the biggest Latrell Mitchell fan. You know my you know my feelings on that. As a South supporter, I, I didn't really want us to recruit him because I knew he came with baggage. You yep. know what I mean? But give the guy a break. You know, give him a cra- this stuff hurts people. Hmm. This really does hurt people. And if you can't put your name to a story, then don't print it. I agree with that 100%. And, and, and understand the consequences of what that's going to have. And, and the other side, take Latrell out of it now. Let's move away from Latrell Mitchell. We're in a situation where this game is trying to come back and there's a lot of people doing a lot of hard work. So the players know what their responsibilities are. Journalists also need to understand what their responsibility is. Stop being negative. Let's start talking about the positives because we are in unprecedented times and a lot of people are doing some bloody hard work to get this game back. Stop knocking it and start supporting. There should be a day. I reckon in the next three weeks before the season kicks off, there should be a mandate that's thrown out. It should be like a gentleman's agreement or journalist's agreement, so I don't want to be sexist there because there's some very good female journalists as well, Mm -hmm. that there needs to be a, a positive day. Well, you're actually not allowed to. You're not allowed to report on anything negative at all in the media. You've got to try and find a positive slant on it, whatever that may be, and see what the see what the, the effect it has on 
It'll be Twitter's slowest day, mate. Yeah. No, there'll be nothing. There'll be nothing on there. Uh, this is Off the Bench. Thanks to our great mates. I love mates. you, Michael. I mean, Jason. <laughs> yeah, the best cat equipment. Parts and service. Hastings, during your advantage. And, of course, our hot topic. Thanks to our great mates at Southern Phone. Amazing new SIM deals from Southern Phone. This is Off the Bench. You're listening to Off the Bench for the best cat equipment, parts and service, Hastings Steering, your advantage. We're back. This is Off the Bench for the best cat equipment, parts and service, Hastings Steering, your advantage. Who gets a mention in our Off the Bench performance of the week? Yeah, welcome back to Off the Bench. Uh, DIY with Beaumont Tiles and tile.com.au. Performance of the week. Sats, if it's okay, I'll go first very mm-hmm. quickly. Uh, Mike Eden and the Aubrey Tigers AFL club who came to the rescue for the Melbourne Storm during the week after the council said they can't use any of the facilities. Mike Eden, former Rothmans medalist. 83 who is a, an Aubrey local nowadays. He put him in touch with the Aubrey Tigers AFL club and the rest is history. I think it's fantastic. We spoke to Mike Eden during the week mm. and it's really flown under the radar how big of a, a role that he played with the Melbourne Storm. He'd been in contact with Craig Bellamy and Frank Panisi, their general manager of rugby league, about their visit to his hometown. He's a lawyer in Aubrey. He's a fine man. A, just a, He's doing everything he can to make rugby league a really... A real, one of the major sports in Albury. It's, you get swamped by AFL, AFL a little bit. but Let's yeah. hope the council decision of those five councillors doesn't ruin the chances of rugby league. Let's hope they get voted game. out. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, Mike Eden for Mayor, Aubrey, vote one. <laughs> yeah. uh, my performance of the week really quickly is Matty Lodge. Uh, partial tear to his ACL. Uh, decided not to get a reconstruction. Out for pretty much the whole year. And he's lived on bone broth and positive oh. imagery in the last six to seven weeks. Positive imagery. It's when you sit like there whales. and you, you manifest, like you look down the future of what your perfect, yeah, you know, your perfect picture looks like, and you make that a reality. And then all yeah, of a right sudden, on. so yeah, You're exactly. Right. So um, and it looks like he's going to be ready for round three or round four. So that's, that's amazing. So great performance for him to uh to get his body back in shape. Hey, during the week, Mike Tyson, uh, the talk of him possibly coming out to Australia next year to fight, um, we thought, well, let's have a talk to the guy who's going to be in charge of the PR for this, uh, the legendary uh, Max Markson, and here's how our chat went. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I'm going to beat Sonny Bill Williams in round three. possibility. <laughs> I mean, he's uh, super fit at the moment, and, uh, and he's expressed an interest to do some exhibition matches or fights. And uh, both Sonny Bill Williams, Paul Gallen, and Barry Hall have all put their hands up. So, you know, if we can, uh, when I got approached by Brian Armatruda, who wants to promote it, uh, to get Mike across, so, so we'll, you know, there's, a, there's something called the coronavirus that's maybe stopping international travel mm. at the moment. Are you aware of that? So it won't be uh, for six months or next year, I would have thought. And then uh, the other thing is, you know, we've got to get a visa for Mike. Uh, so that becomes another situation but i think if there's a you know he wants to do some charity exhibition matches and uh, i think it'd be great to bring him here and to do that if he'll come i mean i'll be reached out i'm sure he'll come because i brought him here in 2012 and he had good fun then and and we'll do some uh, some evenings with in the lead up to the the the, the exhibition band as well yeah some good I'm, money I'm... for charity that's right. I imagine it wouldn't just be about a, a fight or or, or or a couple of fights or exhibition matches. There'd be a lot more of the celebrity circuit that, uh, you know, he'd be quite a popular figure out here in Australia, wouldn't he? It was in Norm. When, when he came in 2012, uh, we did Sydney, Melbourne, 
Brisbane, Adelaide, Perth, and every every place he came to, he was doing five, six hundred photos with people, one-on-one photos. He was signing autographs. He was on stage. He was uh, absolutely hilarious on stage. He's just a, a real showman, and and now he's you know super fit again. I think people want to see him in the ring. Max, in 2012, when you bought him out, behind the scenes, the the scenes that we don't get to see out on stage. What were your experiences like with both he, Mike, and his and his entourage? Well, his entourage was pretty cool, pretty small. It was his wife Kiki, uh, the two children Milan and Morocco, who were under four at the time, and his uh, mother-in-law. And it was easy. Uh, and I remember one day we, we obviously were traveling around the country, and we were in the uh, in the lounge in the Virgin Airlines lounge. I wonder if there'll ever be a Virgin Airlines lounge again. <laughs> anyway, we were in the Virgin Airlines lounge, and I'm teaching the kids i said here do you want to walk like a penguin and so i start walking with my feet splayed and my hands by my side and i'm wobbling from side to side and i look behind them and there's milan and morocco doing it and then right behind them there's this guy called mike tyson former world heavyweight champion of the world walking like a penguin as well so he's he's a really sweet guy uh nothing like you'd imagine him to be um I just think uh, he's a great guy. He's a really tremendous personality and it would be wonderful if, if we could get him back to Australia again. Yeah, Jeff Fennick speaks very highly of him, the uh, the experiences that he had while he was training him for a very short amount of time. But, you know, he went through some really, really tough times in over, uh, you know, probably a decade or so. But he's really turned his life around, hasn't he, in recent years? He definitely had when he came here in 2012. He was totally uh, sober and just fantastic personality there was no problems with him whatsoever uh, but at the end of the week he said to me i've had the best week i said but you've stayed in a hotel room apart from when we did the events and he was just playing on his sony playstation which i bought him he said no i've really had a good time yeah i've enjoyed myself but he, he only left the his uh, his hotel really twice once he, we went out on a boat in melbourne uh with his uh, wife and children and another time he came down for lunch in perth uh, the uh, we're saying at the casino there, but really he he's just he worked like a Trojan. He worked so hard. He was really and and he entertained. He was so entertaining, funny guy, mm. genuinely funny guy. I've heard that. Is uh, is it about money? Would Mike Tyson need to come out here? Is it really all about money or or what, Max? I think I think with with if you're making people work, you've got to pay them. Like, yeah, sure. you wouldn't be sitting there on the radio unless you're getting paid, and I wouldn't do the PR and work that I do. Well, I'm kind of saying, does, does he, does he uh, desperately need to do it? Is that, is that why he'd be coming, or is it just... I, no, I don't believe he desperately end. needs to do it. I mean, is, you know, but uh, I think... I always remember when Muhammad Ali uh, had finished boxing, but he, he went and did exhibition matches around the world with mm. uh, a guy who lives in Queensland, Joe Bookner. Joe fought him mm. uh, twice. Aussie Joe, and uh, for 15 rounds. But then at the end of Ali's career, Bugner went on the road with him all over the world doing exhibition uh, fights. And I think that's something that people will want to see. And if the public wants to see it and you've got the time to do it and there's a fee there to travel you around and give you money, mm. then have, you know, sometimes people do it. Have you had any boxing promoters um, knocking on your door already? Um, you know, well, it's all about a million, no, a million but, dollars for Mike, but I would have thought, geez, it's going to be a fair, you know, a fantastic amount of publicity around it and people that want to go and see him fight anyone. Look, uh, Brian Armatruda, who's based in Melbourne, who did uh, done 
some of uh, Mundine's fights against uh, Rubchenko and Hatley and the uh, Danny Green fight and Will Tomlinson, James Tony, and Lucas Chadwick Brown. So he's he's got an operation in Melbourne at the uh, Melbourne Pavilion there, and so he uh, he reached out to me the other day, and uh, and I said sure, I'll reach out to Tyson if he wants to do it. So we'll, we'll see. Again, it's not happening until next year, and it's got to be a visa first. So it's a long way down the track, but if it happens, then I would have thought we'd do an evening with Mike Tyson in each of the cities around the country, and we'd do uh, and then do the the exhibition match as well, and that. I think it would be popular. Max, he doesn't need a licence to do exhibition fights, I'm led to believe. Is that right? I'm sure you'd need a, a boxing licence, but uh, if it's a charity event... I mean, I did an event about oh, two years ago, was, or maybe a year and a half, I can't remember. It was with Stu Laundie and Sonny Bill Williams. And yep. uh, we had Mark Boris fight uh, Garth Wood. Mark, That's right, yeah. 50, 61 <laughs> years old at the time. So... And, <laughs> Stu was 45, and Tony Bill was obviously a proper fighter, <laughs> an athlete. So, you know, you, you go through, uh, New South Wales Boxing gave, gave them licences to do it. Um, and I, my understanding is we'd, we'd get that through in Victoria, or wherever we wanted to do it, I'm sure. Many tread warily during his career, when he won the world title at 20 years of age, Max, when they went in to fight him. At times they thought they could probably win, but most of the times they didn't. But to see that footage that came out over the last six or seven days on social media of him hitting those focus mitts, it's, I think there's a lot of boxers that would still have to tread very warily, wouldn't they? I would think so. I mean, <laughs> when I used to watch him, he was like a whirlwind when he'd come into the boxing ring, and he's still got that same energy and same power. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to get in the ring with him. I <laughs> love nor money. <laughs> I like the guy, but I still wouldn't want to get in a boxing ring with Mike. No Tyson. way. Yeah. Now, where's your great promotional brain already thinking about staging this fight? I think it'll be uh, in Melbourne, and you know, be at one of the you know, part, one of the Marvel Stadium or whatever, and put fifty thousand people in. I would hope. Oh, <laughs> the bigger the better, no doubt at all. Hey, um, hey, Max, thanks, thanks so much for joining us, mate. And, uh, yeah, a lot of us really hoping this could come off. I think it would be a, a great thing yeah. once we're all back and, uh, and things are back to normal at some stage later in the year or early the in 2021. At the moment, I, I agree with you totally. At the moment, it's just a good story. But you never know what's going to happen. Let's speak again in a few months' time. You're listening to Off The Bench. For the best cat equipment, parts and service, Hastings Steering, your advantage. This is Off The Bench for the best cat equipment, parts and service, Hastings Steering, your advantage. Yes, yeah, Sats and Jason Matthews here. Uh, time to go off the record for Choices Flooring Floors for Living Sale now on. What do you got off the record for us? Off the record, I'm hearing that another big role is about to fall in NRL headquarters as part of the, the cutbacks at executive level. Wow, that's pretty big. Big paying position, big role. A person that you don't hear a lot about but will... Uh, be a lot of money off the bottom line. Okay, that's Choices Flooring. That's off the record. Floors for Living Sale uh, is now on. Enjoy the big savings on carpet, hard flooring, blinds and rugs. Before we go, on Off the Bench, what's got us excited across the weekend of sports? Yeah, not a lot of sport going on this weekend. Still a little bit of horse racing going around uh, Sats. Channel 7 Live. Yes, Sydney. Yeah. Uh, Melbourne and Morfittville this weekend. And when the Brisbane Carnival kicks in, that'll be live. So um, I tell you what, I don't 
promote gambling. I don't suggest you go out there and gamble, but if you do have a little flutter this weekend, gamble responsibly. Huey Bowman last week, remember, he rode Mm. five winners on Saturday. Yep. So that helped me uh, (laughs) purchase a great Mother's Day gift this week. All right, mate, what are you looking forward to this weekend, Sats? How the government's going to respond to the no... No, how the government's going to respond to no no jab can play approach from the NRL because we know there's no jab, no play uh, campaign that was from Scott Morrison when he yep. was in social services uh, minister. Now, they've tried to adopt that with the NRL as well. The NRL have just – they've adjusted their waiver form. So, basically, you don't need to get the vac- flu back and you'll still be allowed to train and play. How's the government going to respond to that? Yeah, well, uh, Queensland government are already making noises about yeah. um, they're deciding whether players can play without the jab. Well, across the border, yeah. Yeah, and mm. that's very interesting. I, I th- I reckon they might have to stand them down, these players, if they well, don't have the jab. Well, then it comes Th- into, from a biosecurity point of view. Then it comes into a discrimination discussion, oh, yeah. doesn't it? But anyway, mate, I'm looking forward to Mother's Day this weekend and my meat arriving today. I like ordering my meat <laughs> in order. Is it is it the meat, the meat arriving first, or, or Mother's what Day? would you prefer, meat arriving or your mother-in-law in your house? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, what would you prefer? Case closed. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. This has been off the bench. Thanks to our great mates at Hastings Daring, uh, the best cat equipment, parts, service, and technology. Hastings Daring, your advantage. Have a great weekend. See ya.